98.4 Capital FM. We are going to be talking about Emirates' economy in this hour as well, so make sure you stick around for that. But in studio with me this morning, uh, KTB CEO John Chichir. Uh, welcome, of course, to Capital FM. I'm assuming it's your first time, but I don't know. It is my first, first time, time here at Capital FM. Yes, uh, it's always great to have you. Uh, great to have uh, mem- uh, people like yourself joining us uh, to talk things uh, tourism. Uh, of course, our big money maker in the country we know the economy is often uh, hinged on how many people come to visit us uh, but the 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 perception of tourism has changed over the years here in Kenya one of the uh, things that we're seeing more and more now what we see with a lot of more developed countries is sports tourism uh, we got the rally which is back which is great but also golf tourism <laughs> if we want to be specific and of course a huge weekend coming up uh, this weekend with the Magical Kenya Ladies Open uh, you as KTB Magical Kenya have been a part of this event since the beginning why is this event so important uh, to to KTB and Magical Kenya thank you Farid and good morning listeners we are, I'm happy to be here with Farid this morning as we take this breakfast show golf is very important it falls under niche tourism uh, which which we are looking at sports tourism, and we have quite a number of them. But golf stands out, and especially uh, Magical Kenya Ladies Golf, which is happening this weekend from third to fifth. And we have championship golfers who are coming over to play. So it's important because, first of all, it gives us visibility as a destination uh, in over 100 countries. We also have players from over 23 countries coming. So we have big audiences that have been following them, how they've been performing and now that they are here to compete and also to defend their championship for those who won uh, in the previous years, they are looking at making, really giving uh, an entertaining uh, show and play, but also having the opportunity to enjoy Kenya as a destination because you are playing golf in Kenya. It's really unique. Uh, I think you've already covered it in terms of how the golf course is. You have animals there. It's on a ridge. You get the breeze and you have beautiful visibility of the entire coastline of of the sections that you can see. But beyond that, you have free-roaming wildlife. That's crazy, right? (laughs) crazy. I remember the pictures of the golfers (laughs) walking from hole to hole and there's just giraffe in the background, right? Yes, yes. But beyond that, these golfers are professional. They come and inspire other players uh, in Kenya. So they travel for golf as golf as a sport. But beyond that, there are also those who come here for leisure, knowing that Kenya is an is a place that you, as you travel and as you, have, as you have your holiday, whether in the beach or in the inland, and in whichever ad, um, made you come here, whether it's culture, adventure, meeting the people, cuisine, then you're able to play golf. Mm. Golf also speaks to the business traveler. We have a lot of uh, business travelers coming into Kenya for various sectors and engaging with Kenya and the regional uh, business community as well, whether it's investment or trade. But outside, they want uh, some leisure. Absolutely. So usually golf is a go-to opportunity uh, because it's usually around the region where they are doing business. And finally, just for relaxation, there are people who come not for golf, but they want to go play golf as they go along Kenya. And Kenya has uh, these dotted places where golf courses are, and they are international uh, of international standard, mm. which is really great. 
and the one the baobab uh, cause is actually of course you know pga rated yeah which yes. which we spoke to alistair Kavanaugh yesterday about that but it, it's really important to point out that you know people that i meet that come here that are playing golf they're like i had no idea the golf courses were so great uh, nairobi is obviously the perfect climate to play 18 exactly. holes in anyway yes uh, mombasa might get hot but it's yes. fine yes. it is a sport after all yes. uh, but it's important to note that with that without the wildlife without the the view of the coast without the ridge that course is a course that would stand up against PGA courses in the world anyway. Exactly. The, the added bonuses of wildlife and things are really nice, yes. but but that is actually a PGA course, which is really quite impressive. Yes, and that's a pillar for which uh, Kenya stands out. It's the only PGA uh, course in Africa and therefore puts Kenya on the map. Mm. Besides that, uh, during the, 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 the days of the championship, there'll be a lot of media coverage. It will not only be on golf, but there'll be, there'll be cutouts and looking at what Kenya is, Absolutely. what the Kenya coast offers. These players will also go on safari or have already gone on safari or on excursions and they are already sharing what their Kenya view is and sharing what their Kenya is at the moment. Mm. So that is really nice. So the global audience that uh, we get to reach is of importance, especially the, the, the golfers. And then those who really are following the golf gives us huge uh, opportunity to show what Kenya is and what our tourism opportunity is therein. I'm told it's about there are about 900 million uh, global travelers uh, under the under golf, of whom about one wow. percent uh, are active travelers. So golf usually you go on round on series, but in outbound we are, we can target about one percent of that. That's about a million who now we are showing what Kenya has to offer. And the global audience is massive, right? We're showing this broadcasted globally as well. I mean, what a great yes. uh, position for Kenya to be in because, I, again, I think people will be like, wait, that's happening in Kenya? That's amazing. Yes. And most people probably may not know that uh, Kenya has all this. So reaching uh, about 100 countries on four days, live Incredible. shows, uh, about four hours each day is impressive. I'm told we're going to have about 20 million impressions and in, which will translate to about 400 million in PR value. So the government investment on this and the visibility is going to give to Kenya and the, the narratives that are going to be there, the discussions and sentiments that are going to be expressed, it's online by these players themselves, by the people who are coming to be part of the ambience and following how golf is happening is going to really help us in projecting Kenya as a destination, as a sports destination, and also tourism destination. So this partnership between Ministry of Sports and Ministry of uh, Tourism, Wildlife, Culture and Heritage is really beautiful mm. in bringing up what Kenya is. And, and I also think, sorry, I also think that golf, as you mentioned in the beginning, it covers all three, right? It's tourism, yes. it's sports tourism, and it's also business and investment tourism because exactly. generally those people that are here in business, as you said, will be playing golf anyway. And of course, if they're here, they're obviously going to go to Vipingo Ridge on the weekend exactly. and catch the golf. Yes. Yes. So golf sort of puts all these gels them together into a one beautiful thing mm. that through one activity or one sport, you're able to reach out to various audiences. Of course, people who are in business right, like interacting. They like spending quality time. So when they're on the range, there's an opportunity for them to discuss business, interact, get ideas on business and other things. So that opportunity is one to, one to latch on and communicate about it on mm. what the opportunities are. The, right. 39, the 38 golf courses 
offer that. Do not we have just, 38 in, the, in, in Kenya? We have, according to Kenya Golf Union, yes, we have that 38. That is incredible. And about 21 of them are international standards. And I bet I can only <laughs> name about five, so I don't even know what some of these golf courses are, uh, which yeah. is a beautiful thing as well, because there are golf courses in some of the most beautiful parts of the country. Nanyuki, of course, Mount Kenya Safari Club, yeah. is still uh, one of my favorite because yeah. it is just, I know it's nine holes, you go back, but it's just an incredible uh, golf course, and I know uh, there are many more that I don't know about. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, of course, the great foundation has been laid uh, over the course of the last 10, 20 years in marketing the country yes. uh, um, by previous administrations and previous uh, cabinet secretaries and ministers. Uh, and now where we want to go uh, with the way we market Kenya uh, to the rest of the world uh, and maybe change the narrative a bit from beach and bush to the entire country's got something to offer. I'm sure exactly. That's what we'll be right back. If you have any questions, get them in now. 984 in the morning. Hashtag drive in or send us a WhatsApp on 0701-984-984. The KTB CEO, John Chich, here having an incredible conversation about tourism. Uh, we've talked about the magical Kenya Ladies Open. Super excited about that happening uh, this weekend. I will be flying in on the weekend uh, to do a broadcast from... Uh, uh, Vipingo Ridge on Saturday, so you can come and see. You'll see the Capital FM uh, broadcast truck. Come and say hi to me. I'll be there. I know, John, you'll also be there for sure. I will be there. I think you have to be, right? <laughs> yes, I will be there. The job entails it. Uh, but I, I want to move a little bit more into uh, tourism in general in Kenya. Now, you know, like I said before, we have had a great uh, run of, of tourism and, and the way we've marketed the country. But I, I feel, and maybe I'm wrong, that we haven't really changed the narrative of of how or, or the communication of what we're showing as a country, whether it's going to the Mara for the migration and the wildlife or going to the beach. And yet, as someone who has a, the opportunity, because I'm in, I'm in the TV production space, to travel Kenya, sometimes I'm in a place that I'm like, I, I can't believe this exists. I actually, this is one of the most, I've traveled all over the world. I've lived in a three, this is my third continent that I've lived on in my life. And I have never been to a country that is so rich and diverse and beautiful. Um, are we missing out on marketing more? I will say Kenya has so much more than uh, wildlife and beach, which I already known. There are pillar of uh, brand which we need to really bring out. So it, it goes back to product development. With the new administration having come up and the targets that are really stretched, we have to rethink and we have to be very innovative. Uh, KTB, of course, work with the stakeholders to achieve whatever numbers that are uh, we um, do announce at the end of the year. But there's opportunity now looking at beyond what is currently sort of hotspots for tourism. Mm. Uh, what experience lie outside these areas? What are the undiscovered, less known, or the hidden gems that can be brought out? What are the opportunities that people out there, uh, the current travelers post-COVID, are looking for? in terms of making impact, touching lives of people in the destinations that they are going to. So we are mapping, we have a program to map all experiences in Kenya, look at opportunities as well that can be developed. And together, working under the Ministry of Tourism, Wildlife and Culture and Heritage, which sort of covers the entire scope now, before it was Ministry of Tourism and then Ministry of Tourism and Wildlife, now it's broader. Mm. So there is a lot of opportunity and synergy looking at first, the assets that are in Kenya, what can be developed, become quick wins, and touch the people's life uh, at community level, local community level, where tourism are going. 
the other thing is looking at what is currently uh, popular and how do we stretch it so that there's new experiences around it and then the same old customer who comes and experience it will have something new. Mm, so it's not the same thing it's every not the time. Same yes. Thing. Yes. And then really going for new news, <coughs> things that we we don't have but we have potential for, which also calls in for investments. Uh, partly regulation. If, for example, if it's an adventure activity, uh, zip lining has been mentioned. Paragliding, uh, whether it's at the coast, kite or the inland, it's kite huge surf, now. We just uh, had the kite festival, yes, right? So. Yes. And such things will bring up uh, opportunities to increase not only the numbers, but also the satisfaction levels of tourism tourists who are coming into Kenya. Mm. Lengthening their stay, increasing their spend. So at the end of the day, we are not only recording increased number of tourism, but also the money that is left behind is really huge. Yeah. Growth. So it's not just increasing the number of the, the individual tourists that visits yes. the person, yes. but also now what you're looking at is saying when they're here, let them spend and more money. Spend more money. Okay. And the spend is at two level. First of all, the opportunities, the quick wins are actually in affordable travel. There are, there are people who can travel with a budget amount, yet they don't know. They think travel is expensive. So we need to, to, to show them that, for for example, if you have 10,000 shillings and you want to go for a three-day holiday, what are the options there? Then they start travel. Somebody else will think, okay, I have 20,000 I've saved for the entire year. Probably travel is expensive because I have a family. But we need to show what are the options that exist for them. So education is important and it's really critical for domestic uh, to, uh, the domestic tourists. But there's also the independent traveler out there who, when they search, probably they think Kenya is very expensive. Mm. So we need to show them that there's opportunity for affordable travel. And they, these are the people, especially looking at backpackers, they'll be able to open up. They're the ones who sort of create a path to new areas and discover. And then these uh, are brought out. These guys fly from the US and Europe to Thailand. And why aren't they coming here? Yes. I mean, truthfully, because backpacking is huge in Thailand. Yes. So there's, Thailand has already sold the, the, the perception that if you're rich, we've got something for you. Mm. If you're not so rich, we've got something for you. So what you're saying is now as Kenya, we need to say, if you have money, you've got all of this. Exactly. But if you don't have that much money, you've we got all of these this. options. Yes. See what you're so saying. looking at the entire spectrum so that we are saying we are not going, we are not really living this segment but you're saying we have an opportunity for all segments and developing products for all those segments and the experiences that will really make them come back again yes and backpacking yes. should be bigger i think you know it really should because there's so much where you know yes. the thing is you look at the rest of africa to be perfectly honest where you know to a relative degree we're quite safe yes you know i mean you i say quite safe i mean obviously every country has security issues uh, but we are safe um, we have so many activities you can do by bus, by train, um, by foot. Um, you know, um, you know, someone could come and say, right, they want to they want to see we have the best beaches in the world. I will tell you that I've lived on beaches my whole life. And this Kenya, True. you can't beat it. You, you can't go to Goa. You can't go to Florida. You can't California. We have the best beaches in the world. A backpacker can come in. Not, let's, let's, not, let's not say backpacker. A, a, a budget traveler can budget come traveler. in. Budget um, traveler. And land in Nairobi and get on a train for, I don't know, 1,500 shillings, something yes. like this, yes. and be in Mombasa in seven hours or five and a half, six hours, uh, and be at the beach in nine hours. Exactly. And, and find a hotel or an Airbnb where they're paying between 1,200 and, you know, 3,000 shillings a night, technically, which is budget. Which is budget. And that's what I was saying. And... 
that helps us first of all to increase uh, the number of travels reduce seasonality because each target segment according to how products have been developed how they have their audiences and their customers so all are happy in that you you finding something for yourself that really speaks to your needs whether it's an experience mm. as as you say you can go to the beach but on different budgets and in the old days i mean you the train was there but in the old days if you came to nairobi the train until we got the the new railway um it was such a stress to get to the coast right and flights i mean let's be honest flights are not cheap uh you know that i mean you need a bit of cash to take a flight to mombasa right yes but to get on the train is so easy now and the terminals are so easy to find and, and getting tickets is so easy all right take another Thank quick you. break here when we come back uh, i hope you're ready to talk business tourism because uh, i know kenya's open for uh, we've we we've been open but now we're even more open for investment and business uh, we will continue that discussion if you have questions get them in now 98.4 capital fm Best Mix of Music 98.4 Capital FM having an incredible conversation uh, with an incredible individual uh, who is telling us all about what we can do uh, to support our own economy i.e. go to Vipingo Ridge this weekend and watch the golf uh, make sure when the rally's back around man I was <laughs> the rally before we get into the rest of this conversation uh, Mr. Chitir the rally last year like getting into Naivasha was a whole thing like it Kenyans came out to yes and you know rally is a very specialized sport right we only have 60 to 100 people who are driving cars there were tens of thousands of people in Naivasha what a great uh, testament to how much Kenyans want events and sporting events and things like of an international level here in the country oh yes uh, what was so was really impressive people wanted to go out it was during covid and now they had they really was that pent up demand uh or desire to go out and meet friends be in the open and enjoy life so it pr- that event provided an opportunity for people to get out in groups the young one and we also had international visitors from the region and international coming by air mm. uh into Kenya and it was phenomenal because we saw a lot of people not just going to the rally and witnessing it but also partying around the rally Oof, so it was <laughs> okay one thing i realized is kenyans can drink huh? like I, i remember so i i left at around 7 a.m. i was we had the koroga festival during the rally mm-hmm. uh, as capital fm and i was emceeing the night of taras rally so i left uh, the venue at around 5 went back to my hotel for about 45 minutes and then just thought you know what before this crowd gets on in their cars and starts going back to Nairobi let me just get on the road uh, yes. and i mean i don't drink so it was fine i get in my car 7 a.m. there are kenyans on the side of the road i'm like wow kenyans can party huh? the yes. party had started for that was a sunday morning right the party had already started at 7 a.m. but it was beautiful to see regardless of yes. the the activities that were taking place yes. it was really special to see that you know i i feel like kenyans and and correct me if i'm wrong the previous uh cs uh najib alala put a lot of focus on getting kenyans to travel within their own country and i feel like when i when i saw this at the rally i thought this is what this this was his vision in a way to, it was kenyans enjoying their own event traveling in their own country they must have come from all over kenya it descended on a very small town <laughs> well it, presu- it seems small perceptions wise um but but that was i think that was the dream and the vision right like hey you can also because for so many years for so many decades it was europeans and americans coming to kenya and they were the tourists 
Yes. We were not allowed to be tourists. We were we were the we were the residents. Now it's changed. And is this part of your agenda as well? Yes. Uh, first of all, domestic tourism is really big for us. It's been a pillar that has held uh, the tourism, travel, and hospitality sector during COVID, and it's one that has brought them up uh, in terms of maintaining. It's created jobs, uh, provided income for many. So we really appreciate Kenyans for traveling. And specifically to the to that event, the World Safari Rally uh, Championship that was held, we saw people going out. And in advance of that, we had, as Kenya Tourism Board, we had shown people what to, where to detour, what activities are available around Naivasha and beyond Naivasha. So we believe there are many people who went away from Naivasha after the event or before the event and not just around the event. What people saw around the event was probably uh, people coming out in large numbers, enjoying the safari rally, enjoying being together, being in the open, being away. So that was attractive in itself. It was a magnet. But beyond that, we there's been investment in domestic tourism, mm. but the true test of it was during COVID, and the safari rally showed it, that Kenyans do travel. They have a plan to travel. They influence each other to travel. Yes. They, they feed on each other's ideas to really create something that is unique. And not just uh, Naivasha. We've seen people going to the coast, especially mm. during the December mm. holidays, uh, which lasted way beyond January. And schools have opened. Um, so uh, the, the, there, is, there is a boost in, because we know that the, 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 the foreign tourists have gone back. So now yes. you're saying hotels are still busy, restaurants, the coast, all that is still busy. And that, that has to be us, right? That has to be Kenyans. Right. Yes, they are busy. They are international tourists arriving. But uh, we are looking at more travelers from Kenya. Mm. We're in February. February 14th is just around the corner. Yeah. We are seeing offers coming up. And we have uh, a campaign called You Deserve a Holiday building on you rediscover the magic that the magical kenya that was there and now we are telling kenyans really you you deserve a holiday you've been through much you've worked hard and it's a lifestyle mm. so you plan for it invest what is this thing that you always wanted to do where is this place that you've always wanted to go uh, who is this influencing you that these great ideas and experiences have had touch you? Mm. So those speak to the need, uh, the innate need of humans to rest the, the you deserve a holiday, adventure. Yeah, the user deserve a holiday campaign. Uh, we were part of that when it launched, which was, I think it's an incredible idea. Thank you. What I always feel is Kenyans with money say, oh, I'm going to go to Dubai or... Or the UK. First of all, why would you go to the UK? I mean, really. But but Dubai. But now more of these Kenyans are saying, "Hold on, I can get a Dubai level holiday here if I go to Lamu, if I go to Malindi." You know, there's there's yes. there's, you know, what happens with people? Let's talk about first people with money and then people with not so much money. The people with money, the assumption was always, "I need to leave Kenya to have a five star holiday," which is so not the case. We have places that I've never even heard of. You know what I mean? That, that people are going True. to. So all of it is here in Kenya. Yes. The activities are here, whether you're going to, you want to, as you mentioned earlier, the hinterland or the coast, it doesn't matter whether it's like Kipia, whether it's uh, the coastal part of Kenya, whether it's the Mara, even up to Turkana, there's so much to see. Uh, and if we are the ones, if what I saw from the rally is a pride that this is our country. And I think we have to, we have to really have that pride as we go into uh, 2023 when things seem to be, I know the economy's hard and 
prices of things have gone up and I know that we've got to go through a bit of pain before we get to the, the pleasure. But at the same time, if you are going to travel this year, I can only say go and see this country. As I said, I've been fortunate enough to see so much of Kenya and I'm always blown away when I go somewhere new. And it's places I've never even heard of before. From a business perspective, I know with the new government, um, the, the borders are open for investment in business more so than ever before. Yes. Um, and I know that, you know, as tourism... That also falls under tourism in a way, right? It Business does, tourism. Yes. How how focused on bringing in that investment is the government, and by and large, uh, your your organisation as KTB and yourself uh, as part of the agenda? Yes, as KTB, that that's an important segment. Uh, of course, we have wildlife, nature, culture, the Kenyan coast, adventure, and niche where sports, agriculture, bird watching, uh, city travel, and business come in. So business is big globally but looking at it from a traveler perspective there's huge opportunities kenya has very many sectors uh, leading is agriculture we have others that are coming up education is growing and you have neighbors within east africa that are looking into kenya for quite a number of things so business is booming east africa community is growing and kenya is an important business hub financial hub and also where travel and uh, logistics do happen because of we have a port we also have JKIA uh, which does a lot of cargo besides that investment and trade uh, gives us an opportunity now to go wide and ask ourselves what events can we bring to Kenya what events can we influence to be held in Kenya across all sectors of government and also for the private sector which sector are they in it's manufacturing or service what things can we do uh, we've had exhibitions that have been done in Kenya by people coming to trade in Kenya and looking out we also are looking at Kenya government uh, what things are we exporting how do we bring people to trade with us and invest so it falls within that sector where as much as we're working with other institutions we want to make that travel really hassle-free so that you your arrival is easy mm. Uh, we have infrastructure, uh, the internet, the roads that have been built. <laughs> that expressway, I think, will change a business <laughs> traveler's mind. Uh, if yes. someone came here three years ago and came back today, it's a different city. Yes. Yeah. It used to be a point of complaint, but now yeah. people are getting to the CBD and yeah. to other areas much more quickly. And yeah. it's by choice. You, yeah. you choose where to travel and you pay extra. Absolutely. So that really has made Kenya a hub for business. P- regional businesses are conducted in Kenya. We are aware of meetings, conferences that are happening. So it is becoming bigger and bigger as also Africa talks of having inter-Africa travel. So we are looking to grow within Africa, within ESC, as a number of countries also grow. But specifically by sector, um, I don't have the statistics here with me at the moment, but we are seeing more and more business uh, travelers arriving and declaring that they're coming here for business. Mm. So it is something that is growing. Mm, that's and th- we are naturally... At the point of entry, right? Yes. Right. Yes. And, and of course, I, I think, you know, one of the big areas here for us in terms of uh, business travel is technology. Um, um, and then, you know, th- there's a lot of, lot of tech companies globally that are saying, I don't want to be anywhere else in Africa. I want to be in Nairobi because we are yes. truly a technologically advanced uh, country. And I'm not talking about from an African perspective, from a global perspective as well. The African savanna, yeah. the Silicon savanna, mm. really has uh, put its mark on on the global scene. Absolutely, we are known for innovation. Uh, we are known for creativity. Uh, M-Pesa. I was in recently in the U.S. where I saw M-Pesa featured among the in in a museum. Mm. 
Really? Refer- yes, oh, in crazy. the US. So it's something that is global yeah. and it's big. Uh, it was a disruption that was unexpected, but it really changed how credit is happening and you can see be, being used even currently. And, and different variations loans. of it globally. Yes. I, I was. I remember being in, 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 uh, in India a few, a few years ago and I, I was paying for something. with. Uh, I was doing a surfing lesson and I was paying, trying to pay the guy and I didn't have enough local cash and I was yes. with a friend and I'm like, why don't you just M-Pesa him? And she's like, what's that? And I'm like, oh my God, like I'm so used to M-Pesa. Like this is bizarre. How <laughs> yes. does the world function without it? Mm-hmm. Listen, it's been a pleasure having you in studio. With, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yes, I was just saying, yes, uh, from technology point of view and also business point of view, we have key brands or key corporate institutions that are headquarters here, whether it's UN, uh, for example, Coca-Cola, we have IBM, Microsoft, Google, having offices and regional offices here. We have Consa City that is coming up. So in terms of technology and business, those are the opportunities that we are looking at, the expansions that we are going to have as a country and also bringing more opportunities Mm. in. That is going to be part of tourism because as investment comes, as all these things are done, it involves people traveling. And making it easier to get in and start whatever you need to do, whether it's a holiday or a business, whatever the case may be. I mean, ideally, you should be able to do all the registration from the comfort of your home with from with the palm a mobile of your hand, phone, yes. Which I see yes. that's already where it's going anyway. It is, yes. Yeah, so uh, I think that we are on a good trajectory with uh, individuals like yourself uh, guiding us and how we can improve our economy, not just locally but internationally. Uh, it is an absolute pleasure to have you here. I know I'll see you again very soon. Well, I'll see you on Saturday at Pingo Ridge, obviously. <laughs> Thank you so much, Farid. Yeah. It's been a pleasure yeah. being here. And we do thank our listeners. Yeah. We ask them for those who are Ken- uh, in Kenya and residents as well uh, to support you deserve a holiday campaign think of where you can travel to and for this weekend uh, under sports tourism we have magical Kenya ladies open as we've discussed broadly yeah and we are inviting all to come and but and take part in terms of enjoying and you can come and meet me and, uh, and my guest yeah. <laughs> we Thank will you see you there. so much for it thanks for ha- thanks for coming in Ninety-eight point four Capital FM.